Hello again, everybody. This is Brandon Cruz, and welcome to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. And with me, I have a very special guest. All my guests are super special. Uh, this one is no exception, the great and wonderful Tiffany. Welcome back, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. No problem. You're, you're, you were great the first time. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that you do you're on par with last time you know that's right if i could just interject i think um for our listeners have um you know maybe raise the bar just a little bit lower um (laughs) just so you know not too much pressure on me but yes i i uh really love doing the last one and uh hope i can you know have more witty and funny remarks like last time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I think was like negative one or something, but I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on the jokes. Yeah, I, I think I lost like all my listeners last oh, last time you were on. Oh. All all zero of them. Oh. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're no, you're great. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, I just no, want validation. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll do you'll do fine, Tiffany. Okay, thank you. Yes. Yeah, all right. You will do spectacular. Um, all right. And you're going to do spectacular because we're talking about uh, episode seven of the Twilight Zone, The Lonely, originally aired 13 November 1959. Ah, that was a while. That was a while ago. Uh, and this stars uh, the great Jack Warden as a James Corey, and uh, it also has a has a cool little cameo by Ted Knight. Uh, you guys, you might remember him from Caddyshack. Was, oh yeah, the, the jerk in Caddyshack, and uh, also Jean Marsh, who we'll get into a little bit. Uh, she, you might re- if you've ever seen Return to Oz, uh, she's <gasps> she's the witch who like changes heads. Oh Creeps. my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, super creepy, super creepy part. Whoa. Uh, Chelsea complains about that giving her nightmares still. So <laughs> it still gives me nightmares too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. So Tiffany, why don't you why don't you give us a uh, why don't you start the synopsis portion? Why don't you okay. tell us about what the episode's about? I, I do it all start... the time. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a break. I'll, <laughs> I'll start the synopsis, and you, uh, yeah, come in when when I start to to, to stray. Um, so the episode opens up on this barren landscape, and essentially, what we learn is the main character uh, is it Corey or Corby? Uh, Corey. Like C O R R Y or something like that. That's how okay, I Okay, this it. is going. This is going real good for me so far. Okay, so <laughs> Corey, um, we find out he's a convict living on an asteroid, and he's essentially in solitary confinement. And he spends his days, you know, tinkering around this little shack and on this this car that he's trying to repair. And and the man's lonely. He's he's starting, you know, to go stir crazy, and. Um, I believe it is it the police come um, and they can well they can only visit him and bring you know food and rations. I believe it's like every four months or something right. crazy like yeah. that. And this visit, um, uh, I believe, uh, one of the police officers or astronauts who work for the state um, brings him a robot uh, yeah. who they call Alicia and Corey at first is very angry and he accuses the robot essentially of, um, you know, taunting him and he, and he gets upset and 
then Alicia starts to cry and she said, you know, that she has feelings too. And so over the course of the, of the episode, Corey starts to fall in love with this robot. And, um, what's interesting towards the end of it, uh, the, the police officers come back and say, you've been granted, um, a pardon. And you, but you can only, you know, bring so much in weight onto the spaceship with you. And Corey, who, you know, who's fallen in love with this robot, wants to bring her back. And yeah. he's, he pleads with them, I cannot leave without her. And, you know, she's essentially, he's, he's humanized her. And you, you can't do this to her, and I'm not leaving without her. And in a very dramatic moment, um, Allenby goes over to Alicia yeah. and shoots her in the face. Shoots her, just shoots her squaw in the face. Squaw in the face. <laughs> and when the camera pans down, you see all these wires and, and you know, electrodes just coming out of her face. And it's then that this illusion is broken. Yeah. And Corey can then leave the asteroid and, um, and, and go back to Earth and go back as a, as a free man. Yeah. Ah, uh, and, and, and what a, what a, what a creepy, uh, creepy little scene of like of her getting shot in the face right <laughs> like all, all all the wires and diodes and stuff like popping out like uh there, there's not an ounce of of creepiness throughout the episode until like they pull a west world and they're like hey look here's here's a robot without a face yeah no i found i found it to be really shocking um and you know one of the things that i i that i really liked about the episode um was in looking at, you know, artificial intelligence. And back in the 1950s, researchers were, um, you know, experimenting with ways in which computers can read, um, um, you know, facial recognition and they can respond to facial recognition. That's something, you know, 50 years later has been improved upon exponentially. And the line which I found really interesting Corey says of Alicia, she's an extension of myself. All the things she has grown to love are the things I love. So in a way, she's, you know, almost like a mere reflection of himself. So why wouldn't he fall in love with himself, you know? So it makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? But then I wonder if he was like a sadomasochist, you know, like, ah, uh, yeah. what would her, you know, like, what would, uh, what would she be like? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have been, a, I wouldn't be able to stand myself, actually. I'd be like, you know what? Can you be serious <laughs> once, once every couple of minutes? Um, y- y- so you linked me an article by Ron Johnson, right? Or John Ronson. John but Ronson. We can call him Ron Johnson too. <laughs> Ron Johnson. John Ronson. I made that mistake. Yeah. Oh uh, boy. So, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Joe Ro, Rojo. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so so the article by Ron Johnson, right? Did I do that right? John Ronson. Damn it. <laughs> It's JR. Like, yeah, just call him JR. Okay. So the article by JR, right? Uh, and where he goes and he he went around and interviewed the different types of uh, robots that and androids or, or whatever you want to say um, that people are creating now with artificial intelligence. And the whole article is about, you know, like there's some cool things, but uh, it's it's not there yet. And the, and the, the androids, the robots don't respond uh, in, intelligibly all the time, right? Uh, but there is one specific one, uh, I, f- I forget which one it is, that he had like, he had a good conversation with, 
but the conversation was all about the person that the android was modeled after. Yeah. And and that that actual person's experiences talking about her brother who's in Vietnam and 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 her history. And that was the the point where he's like, "Oh, this is what this is what AI could be in the, in the future, like one that actually responds and has kind of emotions, you know?" Yeah, I found that to be um cuz I'm I'm just a huge admirer of uh ron john john ronson um so See? I, <laughs> you do? uh i you know i remember reading that article a few years when it came back or when it came out and um and it is it's fascinating and also i find really terribly frightening that this robot or you know ai or whatever you want to call it actually had stored memories of, uh, this woman's life. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I find it interesting cause I, you know, I was thinking uh, back on, on, on the episode, the lonely, is that, was it a good thing that, that Corey had this robot? Was that, was that a, a you know, a good thing to help with, you know, to help with the isolation and, you know, and the loneliness. And, and one of the things um, which I also got from that and just in terms of, of solitary confinement, I mean, there have been studies of solitary confinement um, causing hallucinations and paranoia. There was one study done on California prisons and half mm-hmm. of the inmates who had committed suicide had spent time in solitary. Yeah. So I think with this particular Twilight Zone episode, you know, it's a very... Um, you know, it's a very extreme that this person came in contact with a robot. But do you think it was it was a good thing for him to have this robot, you know, when he was serving this solitary confinement sentence? Yeah. You know, uh, you, you talk about solitary confinement and, and if, whether or not the robot was a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say for for him it w- is a good thing because essentially if he he didn't have anything to interact with other than himself right yeah. um, and so even even the I'm gonna say mirage uh, of of a person since he's in the desert right get it mirage desert uh, <laughs> can't you spell that for me? I'm sorry I'm not too quick on the uptake no sometimes. no it was a, it was a bad it was a bad joke. Uh, but so he, you know, having the mirage of a person there, you know, he has, he has this, he has kind of, um, an acceptance, you know, he has a a partner. Right. Um, and so that, I mean, he was to the point where he was going to commit suicide, right? Right. Like he was, he was ready to end it. Uh, but the robot gave him, you know, if not comfort, at least hope that like everything was going to be all right. Um, and, and, and so switching, uh, a page real fast. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting that it's solitary confinement yet he's on this wide open, open planet. Right. Like, right. He, he could, uh, I'm sure he would die like two miles out, but he, he's not, he's not confined in the traditional sense of being confined. Um, and I thought like that the large expanse of desert is, it's, it's, it's an interesting twist on on what confinement is, you know? Yeah, it's almost it's almost like this um illusion of freedom, you know, mm-hmm. which is, is kinda cruel in a way. Like I'm I, I think being in a cell, 
a, a tiny cell with no windows and, and no light, I think is much worse. But psychologically also, you know, he can walk. He, he, can, he can move around and walk around, but there's nowhere to walk to. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, um, and if I start to, to, to veer off like I, I, I tend to do, um, a lot in my life and many aspects of my life. Please stop <laughs> me. Um, but I was thinking too, what I really liked about this episode is that I felt like in the episode was perhaps exploring anxieties about robots and about artificial intelligence. And, you know, that particular anxiety being that we would start to have feelings for something that wasn't real or something, or we wouldn't be able to differentiate, um, between a robot and a human. Yeah. And, and then it made me think of the movie, her, yeah. you know, dystopian. Um, well, I think I see it as dystopian, maybe now let's say futuristic. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it, where, you it, know, <laughs> yeah, it could be, it could be looked at, uh, as dystopian in a way. Um, I, I just like to put a negative spin on everything, but, um, uh, but you know, I, I thought of that, of that movie and how in the movie technology is largely receded into the background where we don't yeah. even notice that it's even there. And, you know, the protagonist falls in love with, you know, an artificial and, and intelligent being. Um, and, and so I, I, I thought that was interesting about, about the episode and, and looking at it, you know, from today's, um, you know, from today's viewpoint in which I think we still have those anxieties yeah. um, about being able to differentiate between what's real and what's not. And then it was Stephen Hawking. And I think it was Elon Musk penned an open letter um, warning against, oh. <laughs> yeah. you know, advancements in AI. Um, and so I. Laws of robotics. I mean, there's three of them. What is that? You, oh, that's uh, that's Asimov's laws. Three laws of robotics. Right. Um, and I mean, he wrote a bunch of stories about, uh, the, um, the three basic three laws of robotics and, and I'm going to mess them up. So I apologize to people <laughs> okay. who, who know them by heart, but it, it's basically like, <laughs> you know, they're not, they, they're not going to harm people. Something else, something else. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, don't quote me on all that stuff. Um, but, uh, so like he built uh, all his, he built a lot of stories around that. Um, oh. if you've ever seen like iRobot, for example, like that's an, ex that'd be one. I, I haven't, stories. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I fail. It's, it's I not fail. that great. Um, yeah. I will not murder him. That's a line for him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, but no, like uh, you, you mentioned her, um, which is, I, I like that movie and, and I, you're right. I love how the technology is, it's futuristic, but it's, it's, it's in the background, right? It's, yeah. which I, that's how I, that's how I feel technology will continue to, to grow it won't grow um like these expansive like completely futuristic things right it'll be more like blade runner like it'll look still oh look god like a, i hope not <laughs> it'll still it'll still look like a crappy city but it, it'll, it'll be more high tech right um have you seen uh ex machina no i haven't not yet it's on my list yes it, it, it has to be on your list because it has <sighs> it has uh your favorite um guy from the new star wars oh okay yeah. <laughs> yeah all right um but uh yeah so ex machina it, you talked about like uh being able to like feel for ai right 
Um, and it, this, I, I would say this is more of a uh, dystopian version than, than her. Mm-hmm. Um, where like uh, this guy goes to a, a programmer's house. He like wins a contest and he finds out that uh, this, this owner of the company has built an AI. And he's brought this programmer there to test, to, to give it the Turing test essentially to see if the AI can fool the person into thinking um, the singularity and all that stuff. Uh, so it's really good. Uh, but the point of that is like in that movie there, it blurs the line. I would say pretty good of like, this is what AI might do in that situation. Is it like I would, it, pretty freaky? I, I don't want to. Don't wanna, okay, yeah, don't don't give it. I don't want to spoil anything. That's why I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm being fairly nebulous with it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I yeah, no, it, it'll it is it is on my list. Yeah, and you brought up Turing, and that was the all you know the interesting thing too is that you know he, he created the Turing test back in the 1950s as well, and um and was it just I think a couple years ago or quite recently that the University of Reading conducted a Turing test and it, um, uh, tricked 10 out of 30 judges. So, you know, I mean, there was some, you know, there were some people who were saying, well, you know, (laughs) it, it wasn't a very fair assessment, but, but still, I mean, it's, you know, these are things, these are anxieties. These were dreams of researchers back 50 years ago. And, you know, as I said, it's, it's, we are still, you know, advancing. We've made so many advancements, um, which is pretty incredible in the last 50 years. And, and, uh, and also I, I recently, uh, South Korea is experimenting with, um, robot prison guards. Huh. I don't know if you ran into any of those, uh, during your time there. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I hope not actually. I, I stayed away from the bad. prisons. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, but I mean, it, it's pretty, it's just, it's pretty, you know, I think I'm pretty incredible in where, where we're moving, you know, towards. And and I think, you know, the interesting thing, too, I think about about the lonely and just, you know, again, anxieties surrounding not being able to different, differentiate man, woman from machine mm-hmm. um, is that I feel like I feel like as, you know, we've made advancements in technology, you know, it's a bit of a paradox, right? We're more interconnected, but I feel physically, you know, we've lost a lot of our community and we don't communicate face to face as much as we did before, which is, you know, it's another, um, is another theme, huge theme in her as well. And, and I think that's the thing about the lonely, why I love the end of the episode so much is that again, it like shatters through that illusion and um, Allenby uh, tells Corey at the end, all you leave behind is is loneliness. Yeah. So he's going back on Earth to be with other humans that he hasn't, you know, fallen, um, you know, under the spell of, of Alicia. Yeah. The, the, the spell. The spell. She was she was a witch. So, yeah. See, that was. Yeah. Subconsciously, <laughs> I wanted you to spell. Um, but see, I'm humanizing her, too, by. You know, by the fact that she can she can have a spell over him when she yeah. has no feelings at all. So Neva, I, I'm getting confused, that, Brandon. That's that's right. Well, <laughs> there, there's a there's a point earlier in the episode where he knocks her down, right? And then she looks right. up at him and she has a tear in her eye, and yeah. she's like, "I, I get hurt too, Corey." Yeah. 
<laughs> I felt for her. Uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, like yeah, she's maybe maybe she is a robot, um, but I mean that's that's an illusion. I mean that's she she tricked me. I mean I do have the foresight to know that she's a real person and not a robot, but still, right? <laughs> you know, um, to be in his situation, uh, you know. I gotta say, I, I, I mean, I'd probably let myself get tricked by it, you know, just yeah. that, that desperation to, to feel some kind of companionship. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's like we talked about with the 16 millimeter shrine, it, it's, it's, it's loneliness and where your mind can go and what kind of decisions you make. Although, I mean, uh, Corey's was state sanctioned loneliness as opposed to, to, uh, to Barbara's, um, you know, self-imposed loneliness. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's another thing I, you know, I, I do like about the twilight zone is that they explore so many different, uh, different themes and, and loneliness seems to come up quite a bit. I yes, feel like in a lot of these twilight zone episodes, it's almost as if loneliness is a major human emotion. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, and then we need to explore it. It's over true. and over again. It's very true. Over and over again. Uh, all right. So, all right. All right. Tip. Final final thoughts. Uh, rating. You you can get you can give it a number rating. You don't have to rate it at all. But what, what do you what are your final thoughts on this this episode? I I would I would give it an eight plus. Eight plus. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm creating my own like, rating system. <laughs> it's like a new Apple product. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. An eight, an eight plus. All an right. eight, an eight plus. Yes. So. I think I honestly like. I think I think the ending for me. I think that's what bumps up bumps up the grade because it was. I think it was just so shocking, and I, I also I just really liked. I really liked the message and and uh, and it was a happy ending, unlike most of the the Twilight Zone episodes. So, I liked having a little bit of relief. <laughs> to to be able to feel good for the character at the end so. uh I, it, this this was it's kind of like a weird happy ending right where uh first of all i want to say that alan b could have could have shot her anywhere else instead of like just right in the <laughs> face he, he could have been a little less of a jerk and be like all right look let me let me shoot her arm off and then there's wires no he shot her in the face <laughs> uh so that's that's kind of a, a, a jerk move but um uh what was i saying about that uh, oh yeah so think, so it's oh go ahead oh no sorry i think he needed to do it because that's where that's where all the emotion you know was um you know because i think if you would have shot her anyplace else she she probably would have cried and said that hurts that hurts I mean, I suppose you could have shot her in the heart, but then that would have been too symbolic. You needed to shoot her in, in the face, like in the brains, <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah. Like where she, she doesn't think. They couldn't be too heavy-handed with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were some other choice places he could have shot her, which get I'm glad that he didn't, which would have been in bad taste. Get so. rid of the loneliness in her <laughs> heart. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say that, yeah, it is. It is a weird happy ending where, like, you know, Corey could have probably, like, if those guys never came back, Corey would have just like burnt to death in the desert. But he would have had a robot companion, and he would have been fine with it. He'd be like, all right, like, this is it. I'm good to go. Um, but now, 
maybe this is the the pessimism in me. Now he's going back to Earth where he is he was convicted at one point in time and he's going back as a felon and now he has to readjust to Earth life that's probably changed a lot since he's been gone. You know, maybe that's pessimism. Uh, so it's kind of a happy ending. Maybe he'll find yeah. somebody else. No, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, no, I think that's a really good point is that, yeah, he's, he's reintegrating it into society after so many years. And, you know, and that, and that's the thing that you're at the end of the episode, you have no idea if he has a support system. You have no idea yeah. if there's anybody waiting for him I mean, on maybe, earth. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Uh, maybe he's not going to pull a uh, Shawshank Redemption and, and, uh, you know, go go find a boat down in Mexico. Maybe he's not going to do that. Um but but maybe he will. Or he know, we, or he could buy himself another Alicia. That's right. Ooh. Good you know? point. Good point. Yeah. The spokesman. The lonely part 2. <laughs> On the in my Twilight Zone uh new show, I'm going to have a The Lonely Part 2. All right. The lonelier. <laughs> yeah, the lonelier. <laughs> In part right. three, the loneliest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Tiffany. Uh, that that's it. We we did it. Awesome. We, another episode down. Uh, Always there, a pleasure. <laughs> uh, what uh, what are you what are you gonna be doing until next time I talk to you? Are you are you doing anything? Are you gonna be writing any articles? Anything I'm, like that? Yeah, any, yeah. Anything um, you want to hawk? Any wares you want to hawk? Yeah, um, um, I can I can um, talk about some some of my super secret Ooh. projects that I that I kind of referenced last time. Ooh. Actually, just one. I can only speak oh. about one. But yeah, I'm actually going to be um, working on a, a photo story about uh, Elvis impersonators. Nice. And as we as we talked about, I'm hoping that the real Elvis shows up amongst the impersonators. So I'm I'm hoping for the big scoop. Hoping for the big scoop. So. Right. Are you gonna Are you gonna just get out there and yell, "Will the real Elvis please stand <laughs> yeah. up"? I will now. Okay. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> good, <laughs> good. I I, uh, I I will definitely try that, and I'll right. I'll let you know how that goes. All right, awesome, <laughs> awesome. We well we I can't wait. We can't wait. The listeners can't wait. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> I can't either, man. Uh, all right, <laughs> Tiffany. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show. All right, always a pleasure. Thank you. And we have many ways for you to get a hold of us. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. I am at S4YA underscore podcast. Or I'm on Gmail, S4YA podcast at gmail.com. Also Facebook, facebook.com slash S4YA podcast or something like that. Um, and, of course, hit, hit you know go out to iTunes, five-star rating if you want. If you want. I'll just, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, again, thank you so much, Tiffany. And until thank next you. time, I am Brandon, and this is Sabina for your approval. Bye.